All right, we're back again, baby. The Fantasy Freaking Football Podcast. Fantasy Freaking Football Podcast, yeah. It's me, your boy, Julian. You know what we got with us? Brandon, say what's up. What's good? What's good? So, we're recording this on Monday night. It's the second half of the Colts and Ravens game. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping those Colts stay on top because my Browns lost, so I need the Ravens to lose again, uh, so so they could still stay tied at the top of the division. But for fantasy wise, uh, Lamar Jackson not looking that great. Uh, Carson Wentz is out playing him. That's pretty interesting. But we'll move on to the news or nothing after Week Five. Looking into Week Six, news or nothing. Breaking news, and but is it nothing? Uh, John Gruden is now out as head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. Does this diminish all value of Raiders players in fantasy, or is it nothing? What do you think, Brandon? Uh, I mean, I'm going to say nothing, man. He, he's a head coach. Like, if, if it was Andy Reid for the Chiefs, maybe, or, you know, a, a – a, a head coach that is like Sean Payton for the Saints, then it, it may have some fantasy impact, but ones are still ones. You know what I mean? Like I still, I still feel like Derek Carr is going to have some fantasy value. Uh, Wall is going to have some fantasy value. Jacob's going to have some fantasy value. So um, I don't necessarily see, you know, uh, John Gruden getting fired, kind of having an impact on, on the fantasy value of those guys at all. Because I mean, the office coordinator is still going to office coordinate. You know what I mean? So whatever they've been producing thus far, um, I don't think, John, you know, John Gruden being there and that's going to have any impact on that. So I don't think it's nothing, but I don't think it's big news. I, I think we have to wait to see how it plays out. I think little things can come into play. Maybe Kenyon Drake gets more, gets more touches. You know, uh, they don't really feed him at all. They feed Peyton Barber if Jacobs uh, is out. Maybe they start feeding Kenyon Drake. Uh, the philosophy will change a little bit. So something little like that. Maybe Henry Dig, Henry Dig, uh, I'm sorry, Henry Ruggs gets the ball even more, or maybe uh, he goes into a slot role. I mean, I think little things can possibly change, but in the middle of the season, I don't, I don't expect too much change. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't, I, I don't expect it to change that much, just because I feel like, I mean, it's all in how heavy um, John Gruden was and like the play calling and schematics and stuff like that. I mean, I don't, I mean maybe he had a deeper role into it if like i said but i mean he he definitely doesn't have the same offensive impact as like a sean payton or like an andy reed so i wouldn't really i wouldn't really stress that too much right the only real fantasy superstar uh uh amongst that crew anyways darren waller and i yeah. can't imagine they stop feeding exactly. darren waller so yeah. um no i it's if I, had go, if I had to pick one, I'd say nothing, but it, it's going to be a little something. And I think the little something we'll find out will be, are they more run heavy? Are they more pass heavy? Are yeah, they, true. and are they feeding? Do they want Josh Jacobs to be um, in every down back? Yeah. So I, I think those things will, 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 they'll develop throughout the season. So a little bit of news, but I, I don't think, I think it's way too early to tell what the fantasy impact will be from that. Uh, next thing, news or nothing for pass catchers in Pittsburgh that Juju Smith-Schuster is out for the season. 
I think the the value of uh, of Deontay Johnson and Claypool um, ultimately are going to remain the same, just because I feel like Juju's been having a down a down year anyway. So I mean, unless he was drawing coverage to allow you know Claypool and Deontay Johnson to take you know take single coverage, which I don't think so. I mean, Deontay Johnson and Claypool, in my opinion, were like one and two. Yeah, you know I mean, like uh, Juju's role has been. Severe, you know, I flex like severely diminished since Antonio Brown left um, there. So I don't, I don't, I don't think it really impacts uh, DIT Johnson and Claypool. I, I feel like the, they may get more targets than, you know, you know, they normally get, but they are, they are already for me, you know, one and two. I, I think it is something. And I think that Claypool and Deontay Johnson's value does increase. Uh, maybe, maybe it's not too much, but I think it does. And I think this game, um, them winning, I, I definitely did not anticipate them beating the Broncos. That's a tough defense. Yeah. And Ben has been terrible thus far. And this week, now he showed he could still air it out. But Deontay Johnson, he fed Claypool a lot, found him in the red zone, uh, in the end zone. Uh, so I think their value after this week, I think you have to say it, it's increased. So when Juju went out. We were seeing a lot of Claypool. And Deontay Johnson got his rocket early on in the game. So I, I do think their value is increased i think every pass catcher their value goes up when a relative star on your team is no longer there to catch balls so uh yeah i think their their value increases but essentially you either have claypool and Deontay johnson or you don't they're not guys that can be on your waiver wire so now, yeah, but, now but, if you're trading them away you, you can ask for a little bit more or if you're trading for them anticipate that person wanting a little bit more because i think the value does go up a little bit yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Claypool and Deontay Johnson were guys that, that you still had on your roster regardless, though. Like, I right, mean, right. you can start those guys, you know, pretty much pretty much weekly anyway. I don't I don't necessarily – I mean, if you, know, you look now, at now, it. Uh, going up – going to, into this week, I disagree. I don't think they were just up, stick it and forget it type of guys. No, no. Plug I, mean, I mean, they're but, definitely – But now, going forward – Sure, okay, sure. I think going forward – you play them unless you're just crazy stacked wide receiver. Yeah. You play them every week. And I think that's the difference because with those three guys, you never, you can never be sure who was going to be the guy that week, even though Juju hasn't been the guy, his potential to be the guy at any time. Yeah. Oh, Lamar trying to get in. Oh, and Lamar fumbles yeah. it. Oh, we're watching, the, we're watching this real time. Lamar Jackson just fumbled and they're trying to run it back for a touchdown. And they do. Wow. Jesus. Uh, the one in three Colts are putting a smack in, a beating down on those Ravens. I love it. That was a great play. That was a great defensive play. Okay. Back to what we were discussing. I think, I think, I don't know. I'm sure they'll review it because it's a scoring play. But the point being, yeah, I think now you could feel comfortable putting them in your lineup every single week. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And especially in your league because there's two flexes. So, yeah, you're right. Oh, they're reviewing it. Was it knee down? And oh, you know, he was losing the ball. He was losing the ball before knee was down. All right, back to the back to the butters and the biscuits. All right, so <laughs> a Saquon injury, news or nothing. You need to pick up Devontae Booker and keep him all season long because Saquon is not to be trusted to be healthy. Yeah. And yeah, and, and so so you so you agree it's news. That Devontae Booker yes. should be should be rostered in all leagues 
because at any time Saquon could be hurt. But but do you think Devontae Booker now is it news or nothing? Devontae Booker is a weekly starter. No, absolutely not. Um, I I think that they eventually bring in somebody else as well. Um, uh, they may use Kadarius Tony as more of a gadget guy too because yeah. He, you know, he plays sparingly in the backfield in Florida too. So, so, so you, so you have him set in the, in the running back spot back there with Booker. Right, well, right yeah. I, he I did wild, wildcat and threw a pass yeah. this week. Yeah. So, 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 so I definitely wouldn't uh, have Booker as. Oh, I'm going to pick up Booker and I'm just going to, you know, drop him in there as like no. So, um, just just because I think that they they kind of you know I, I feel like uh, Kadarius Tony kind of had his breakout week this week so they're going to find more ways to get him the ball and I think you know uh, Booker's going to definitely get touches but I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't give him you know he, he's he's not going to get Saquon touches no way so do you think if Saquon is out is he in a weekly RB2 and should be started in all formats if Saquon's out I could I could I could see him as a flex play but not like a like a, you know like RB1 or two so okay yeah, I, I yeah. think I, I mean dependent on if you have an embarrassment of riches at running back, yeah, then then of course not. Then he's still he's not your if he's your fourth or fifth best running back, even as the yes. starter, then of course you're not playing him because you're not gonna bench a, you're not gonna bench a, a, a Swift or a James Robinson or somebody for exactly. them. You're not you're not gonna do yeah. those things. But yeah. but if you've got you've got your RB2, you're 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 struggling with injuries. They only have one good, healthy running back right now. You're you're looking at maybe Michael Carter as your RB two. Michael Carter is a good flex play, but I'd play Devontae Booker over him uh, if he's the starting running back because Michael Carter is still in a committee. He's leading the committee now and a great pickup if you can find him on your waiver wire. But yeah. that's still a committee, and Devontae Booker will be a one. You always want to go with the opportunity. He's going to get more opportunity, so yeah. that's why you'd you'd play him. I, I look at him as a low end RB two with Saquon out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can definitely play him um, in effects play, and I mean, he'll he'll uh, do his numbers if he gets a touchdown. You know, what I mean, like he gets a touchdown, you know, thirty yards. I mean, that still puts you where you want to be uh, flex wise, anyway. Uh, news or nothing, Trey Sermon with Elijah Mitchell healthy did absolutely nothing, zero fantasy points, and now with Elijah Mitchell back, is droppable. Um, I, I, I think, but I mean, it's, you know, with, with, uh, San Francisco, man, they're, they're cursed in, in the running back backfield, man. So, I mean, I would just, I would, I would hold on to Trey Sermon. Man. You never know what's going to happen. Um, Elijah Mitchell was hurt before he'd be hurt again. Um, I, unless you don't have a bench spot, you know, to like, and you want to pick up somebody more, more and more interesting or, or have more, you know, availability to play or whatever i would i would still hold on to him so so you have trey sermon for the guys we're gonna, we're talking about today would you are you willing to drop him for the Devonte bookers or some of the other pickups we're going to mention uh, uh let's say an alex collins if he's still available are you um, are you dropping because I, i'll answer the question first i'm dropping trey sermon if i know a starting running back is available Yes. Because, because Trey Sermon has proved to be a backup, and even yes. when he's when he's gotten that, uh, when he was the number one, he put up mediocre numbers, nothing impressive. Yeah. Didn't didn't find Pater, so yeah. 
I, he's a backup at this point. He's a handcuff. Can he play again if and when uh, Elijah Mitchell gets hurt? Absolutely. Elijah Mitchell gets yeah. hurt. He's the one again. So exactly. there's a, there's that chance that come week 10, he has fantasy relevance again. And we say, Hey, he probably got dropped after week five, go back and find Trey Sermon now. But if you need somebody to drop, I have no problem with people dropping him now to pick up somebody that's actually going to bring value to your team this week. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like you said, if you can get there and, and get the opportunity to get a one. Yeah. Easily drop. Them. Yeah. And, and same if you're, if you're struggling at a different position, uh, if there's anybody guy, we mentioned uh, last week's episode Knox. Jeez, a tight end knocks for Buffalo. He scored in four straight games now. If yeah, so, crazy. people are still leaving him available. Pick that guy up. Um, most tight end for the Chargers had a couple of tight ends too. And Brandon, you mentioned Jared Cook. He's not even the best tight end on his team. Parkham Jr. scored two touchdowns and scored the week before. That guy is the guy to pick up. Uh, I, I actually don't remember his first name off the top of my head, but Parkham Jr., tight end for the Los Angeles Chargers. He's been coming on strong. Yeah. He's he's probably probably the fourth top pass catcher on the team, behind Williams, Allen, Eckler, and then him. But Justin Herbert is playing like potentially the best quarterback in the NFL right now. He lit up arguably one of the best defenses, and maybe I'm a little biased, but being a Browns fan, but that Browns defense they're beat up right now. We're dealing with a lot of injuries, but the defense is very good. And he torched them. Yeah, I want you to remember that that uh that uh, statement I said about him about Herbert and Dak Prescott finishing over Hurts. So I want you to remember that, JK. I, I'm I'm not I'm not will not be surprised in the slightest bit. Herbert does. I anticipated a bit of a sophomore slump for Herbert. I have proved to be wrong. I uh, I did not think he'd be putting up the numbers he's been putting up this year. I I am. No shame in admitting that I was wrong about that. He's really proven to be that guy. Yeah, he he, he is he is eating, man. He he got a strong ball, and I I mean he's, you know, he, he got a rushing touchdown, you know, this week too. So, yeah, yeah, he did. I, I it hurt me inside. I watched it. So, uh, and Mike what and Mike Williams. Let's talk about Mike Williams for a second. Mike Williams had a bad bad game off game. Uh, the week before we talked about it. I remember you were pissed at Mike. I remember you, you, you were, you were salty at Mike. <laughs> I, I wish that dude could have played like that against my Browns, but instead he went ballistic. Yeah. And, 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 but see, that's what I was telling you last week that he actually could have scored last week. Right, right, right. Herbert missed him on a deep oh, ball. No, so I, I, I agree with you. About, yeah. Yeah. I agreed with you. And, and the thing is every single game, Mike Williams beats the defense every single game. And he scored in every game, I believe, except for that last week. But he still beat the defense again. Every week he's beating the defense. I don't know how yeah. they haven't figured out how to stop it, how not to have a safety ready to be on whichever side of the field Mike Williams is on. But every single week he beats the defense. And he did it to us twice this week. It's bad. So Mike Williams, man, if you got him, good for you. Smart move drafted him. I, I got him. Oh yeah, in every format. I got him in two of my four leagues, and and yes, I'm one of those ones this week. I uh, I, I ended up three and one this week, so the which puts me three and two in two leagues. Two and oh wait, it's week five, right? Yeah, three and two in two leagues, two and three and one, and now damn, about to be I think one and four 
in the other. Holy man. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get my first win in um in Sanchez League this week. So I'm I'm putting up close to 190 this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you seem win that. Um yeah, it's the the team that I'm one and four in. My team is just bad, dude. My team is really not. I, Russell Wilson, he has not performed, and now he's out. And, he, and he's hurt. The only, the only week I won was week one. TJ Hawkinson's only good week. I've got Hawkinson in that league. Um, my top wide receiver is John J. Hopkins. He is, he has been performing a tiny bit, but barely. Uh, dude, yeah. it's, it's, it's just been bad. It, uh, I'll, I'll tell you real quick. Yeah. So Hopkins, my, it's uh, former PPR. My wide receivers are weak. My my second best wide receiver is Jacoby Myers. That's how weak my wide receivers are. Then Najee Harris, who's okay. But uh Drell Henderson, of course, is doing well. But then Mike Davis, Galladay. The, the, the team is the team is just terrible. It's just it's a bunch of a bunch of like C-list celebrities. C-list. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my one league. Um I'm at the top of that league, man. I got uh Derrick Henry's carrying me in that league, though. Yeah, wow. So I got him and Mixon. Mixon was out, yeah. And so I got Derrick Henry in that league. He, he's he's carrying me pretty good. So, if you were lucky enough to get Derrick Henry, good for you. Yes. He's he is yeah. doing what Derrick Henry does, and that yes. is that is leading people to fantasy championships right now. Yes. That is what Derrick yeah. Henry does, and that's why he's he, who he is. So, all right. So yeah, good for you if you have Derrick Henry, and if. If you want to sell some superstars to get him, if somebody's dumb enough to trade and give it to you, take him. Take him. All right. Absolutely. Uh, next one. So, uh, news or nothing, Darrell Williams is worth a pickup for for CEH for the Kansas City Chiefs. I worth a pickup. I think so. I I don't think it's a sure thing that CEH is out for one and for two. They have not been featuring the running back. So, but, but they but, but they have been so 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 it's been taking place. Um, uh, is they have been featuring uh, the running back. It's just Clyde Edwards-Alaire. If you go look at his carries, man, he gets a lot of touches, man. He, he he just necessarily doesn't do much of anything with it. And then when they do get to the goal line for the past, what, I don't know, for the past two weeks, um, Williams has been vulturing those those touchdowns from 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 um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, man. So, so, I mean, yeah. with him being the actual – the actual all-time back, I would I would pick him up now over over Booker easily. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I if I would say over Booker to be honest, but he's definitely worth a pickup. I have him uh, lower than Booker on my pickup just because I don't think Ceh is out long. He's out a week. If he is two, out, two weeks. Is two it two weeks? weeks? Okay. I I, I the sick one to be out a couple weeks, just a couple weeks though. Right, and but I I, I anticipate Ceh being back in one to two weeks, and while Saquon, I'm sorry. CEH and while Saquon Barkley may be back one to two weeks, I anticipate him getting hurt again one to two weeks after that. So <laughs> I always say don't, don't don't expect injuries, but that that guy just it's it seems like you can predict it with there's very very few people you can expect to get hurt. Saquon's that one is, of them, Raheem and Mostert Dalvin and Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook's always gonna get hurt at some point. Um Raheem Mostert. <laughs> there are certain people you can expect to be to get hurt. Uh uh, news or nothing, Kadarius Tony is the only pass catcher in for the New York G-men worth rostering. Yes. All right. En- enough said. Oh, yeah. yes. Uh, yes. I- enough said. Yes. We agree on this one. Kadarius Tony, he's most likely on your waiver wire unless I, I think he's available in like sixty-five percent of leagues or sixty percent or something. So yeah, yeah. I only, probably- picked him up. I only picked him up what 
last week because I'm a Giants fan. And I was watching the game. I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and pick up Tony, man. Just, just in case. Just right. They deal with so many injuries. Kenny Galladay's got down yeah. too now. I, uh, I invested a lot of draft capital in getting Kenny Galladay in multiple leagues. Of mine. I thought, I thought he would have a good year. I was, I was wrong about that one. I got, yeah. Cause he was dinged up in a, in, in the preseason. Yeah. 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 Preseason he was hurt. I just thought you'd come on strong and it just hasn't happened, but that happens. Um, one thing to monitor news or nothing. Damien Harris's injury is something to anticipate. And if so, you need to own Ramondre Stevenson. News or nothing, Ramondre Stevenson is the Damian Harris replacement. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. He, I, I, yeah he, 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 he is. He did a lot of work, too, in the in the preseason. He looked really good in the preseason. So I, I don't think there's a better rookie in general in preseason than Ramondre yeah. Stevenson. Yeah. Uh, but uh, maybe regardless of position, even, he was he was unstoppable, incredible. And, and uh, he was one of those guys that, you know, deep leaguers were talking about drafting him, too, but Damian Harris proved to be the, the body back, the strong back for yeah. uh, New England. And they typically have a strong back as well as a pass catching back and then a utility back. And then, uh, then, a, then a, a, a boobie bop, 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 scat back or something like Booty that. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> so, but Damian Harris one, they're saying they're not sure if he's, if he's hurt, if he's coming back. So mm. just monitor it. I wouldn't put too much into draft uh, picking up Andre Stevenson right now, unless you can't get one of those other guys. If you can get yeah. one of those other guys, get get anybody else over him right now because Damian Harris probably play this week, but monitor it. Um, we mentioned Sm- Smudgy P Ryan. News or nothing, Smudgy P Ryan ha- has enough value to be rostered. I don't know because I mean, even last week uh, they projected Mixon to be out, and then they say he's going to be active for the game, and like he still got touches. I I still think you know Joe Mixon is going to be the bell cow there. Even if he, I mean, I don't know. I would, I wouldn't really. If if I had an option between those other guys and Samaje uh, Piran, Piran would probably be the last person that I would take. Yeah, I, I'm going right now. I'm going Booker, then Darrell Williams, then Piran, then uh, Mondre Stevenson. Uh, but Piran, I definitely think has value and could be rostered. And there, but we need to note that. He has uh, he's just been placed on the COVID list, so he's just popped positive for COVID. So he may he may not even be playing this upcoming week. But Joe Mixon has an injury history, and he I believe he out touched Joe Mixon this week. So we don't know what what Joe Mixon is really dealing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't really know, but I mean, we don't really know. But but at the same time, he uh, was you know on the fringe of being, you know, inactive and they, you know, they activated him right before the game started. So, and so that, that's probably why P Ryan out touched them because they, I mean, they would, I mean, obviously if you're on the fringe of not even being active, they're going to decrease your workload for that week too. Right. I, I'm just saying he looked good. And the, the point is we don't know what Joe Mixon's health is. So yeah. if you, if you have the spot, I absolutely think Asmaji P Ryan's worth being rostered Yeah, because uh, he he shown he has value. He looked good. He looks really good against the yeah. Packers. He scored a touchdown. He, he looks just good in general. He's shown to be a decent back, and the Bengals seem to trust him enough to be giving feeding him the ball. But it's all contingent upon Joe Mixon's health. So I monitor the situation. If he sits on the on the waiver wire and you don't get him, nobody nobody puts in for him. That's fine. 
just monitor it because he's worth rostering if you have an extra spot in case Joe Mixon is out. And mm-hmm. these injuries, sometimes you might not know until uh, we weren't certain CMC wasn't playing until day of. We weren't certain that Joe Mixon was playing until day of. So a lot of stuff we won't know until Sunday comes. Uh, news or nothing, AJ Dillon is becoming something and is getting the I ball like and in get getting fed in Green Bay. News or nothing, he's worth a stash on your roster. Absolutely. Um, I am I am buying heavy, heavy shares of AJ Dillon and uh Lamar Jackson just bombed one to to uh, Hollywood Brown for a touchdown. But um but uh yeah, I mean I am definitely taking some shares of AJ Dillon because he is a bell cow. They uh whenever the Packers drafted him a couple seasons ago, um, they spent second round capital on him, man. So, so, I mean, he's a, he's a second round back that they are going to start to utilize more, you know, to kind of help share the load with Aaron Jones. Cause Aaron Jones was getting, you know, majority all the touches. So. Yeah. So I just got it. I know he didn't get the two though. He didn't get the two. Um, But so we're talking about free, free Aaron Jones a ton of times. So that, that, AJ Aaron Jones could be AJ Dillon. We might want to free AJ Dillon this time. AJ Dillon has, I think, earned some touches the way he's looking. Somebody looks yes. that good. You got to give him a little bit of opportunity. So if you have, uh, he's not a guy that's worth starting right now. No, but but he's in that same Alexander Madison category. Uh, Aaron yeah. Jones gets hurt. He's a must start. Yeah, he's absolutely a must start. He's a good back. Uh, in a in a good system, that it, it, he's a number two, and he's not gonna. I don't. I don't not even flex worthy playing, but if you have the, the spot on your bench to to just toss somebody on there just in case, AJ Dillon is a great guy to stash, and it's nice picking up these guys during the week too. Say I like okay, I've got a nobody on my bench. I've got a, I I don't know. I've got Randall Cobb on my bench, and he's got potential. But we're like, I don't really need this guy. I've got three better wide receivers in a two wide receiver league. Uh, I'm, I don't really need him. Before the games on Sunday, it's nice sometimes to pick. Let me pick up a number two running back. And what that this is a philosophy a lot of players will use. And what they'll do is you're just gambling going, you know, just in case that bat, that number one gets hurt this week. I've got his backup now before anybody else can get him. Yep. Um, and you want to do this with big time number ones that get a lot to get the ball a lot. So. Antonio Brown's backup. Let me pick up J.D. McKissick. Uh, Austin Eckler's backup. Let me go and get Roundtree. Aaron Jones is backup. Let me get A.J. Dillon. He's one of those guys that if you can just toss one on your bench real quick before because those are the type of guys, those bell cow backs are the ones that get hurt. That is the most commonly hurt position in football. So go and uh, take a stab at any of those because it's just a guy you're going to drop next week anyway. If you know, hey, I'm probably going to drop this guy uh, next week to pick up whoever the top waiver wire guys are, then go and drop him now and take a stab in the dark. And to, to me, yeah, that's, yeah, what, and that's that, what AJ Dillon is. And that definitely um, helps too. If, if you're proactive, I mean, I mean, you know, you can't, you know, necessarily predict the future or whatever, but you can still kind of be on a, you know, on the fringe. If you, you know, like you said, if you have a, a person that's injury prone and because, you know, if you wait until the bell cat, the, the, um, bell cow back gets hurt then you're scraping and fighting with the waiver wire guys like everybody else so 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 if you if you're proactive and you know 
during the middle of the road, we can just snatch him up. And if he does nothing for you, you just drop him. Uh, news or nothing, Alex Collins needs to be rostered in all leagues because yeah, absolutely. I, I believe we talked about it. We talked about this one last week, but continue. He didn't have a great night on Thursday, by the way. Not a very good showing, but I think most of us have been playing for a few years. No, Alex Collins is a decent running back. Seen him playing in Baltimore, put up good numbers. I think if he's available still in your league, which I'd be shocked if he if he is, because he was a pickup last week. But if I looked, and he's still available in like forty something percent of leagues. So if Alex Collins is out there for you, make sure you're rostering him. Absolutely, and on top of the fact that. Russell Wilson is injured, and I can't foresee Seattle coming out slinging it 30 times with with, with, with old Gino. So I think that they're going to feature the run more, which obviously you want to go with, you know, opportunity. So I think the opportunity for Alex Collins is definitely going to be there. So You are 100% right. All right. So we mentioned Devontae Booker, A.J. Dillon. News or nothing – Giovanni Bernard is worth rostering uh, due to his uh, hit Tom Brady being oh Tom Brady turns what 24 this year uh, he looks like he's turning 24 they, they, 21, they, 21. They, the, the guy gets younger every year somehow yeah uh, and he loves passing to his running back news or nothing Gio is worth rostering and maybe even a, worth a flex play especially in, in full point PPR formats I agree. I would roster him. I, I don't think I'd go as far as um, putting him in the flex unless you're really hurting for for a running back. Maybe he gets lucky and scores a touchdown. But I mean, I mean, playoff lady scored a lot. Of, I mean, he's he's still doing some things down there in in, in the Tampa man. So um, I would I would I would suggest rostering Gio Bernard. But as far as like going so far as a flex play, I would definitely hold him hold him hold him on my bench. All right, so I got two more for you. News or nothing, Marquez Calloway finally showed up, sh- turned into the guy that a lot of us drafted him to be. He needs to be rostered in all leagues. I think that one that that one long touchdown, the Hail Mary was was an apparition. I, I mean, if you want, if if you're going to depend on the Hail Mary catch to get you points every week, you are not in a good place. So I also think it's nothing. I I think it's not just what have you done for me lately because one week is a fluke. Yeah, I need consistency yeah. if I'm giving you yeah. a roster spot that, of mine. So absolutely, I, unless I'm super thirsty and and my li- been depleted by all injuries and I just drafted terribly, then sure, uh, of course, dude, take a take a shot in the dark with anybody. And he's one that potential to catch a touchdown, but nah, I I think it's nothing there. News or nothing, David Njoku finally looked like the first end talent that uh, the Cleveland Browns drafted him to be. And he's worth rostering and playing yes. David Njoku, tight end so the, Cleveland Browns. So the key word is worth worth rostering. Yes, as, as worth playing. I mean, even though I could see you gambling on a regular weekend and playing him because tight ends, like I said, it's only it's only a solid four, maybe five good tight ends in the, in, in the league that, that you're going to consistently play every week anyway. So I could definitely see with Njoku, you know, him getting a start just based off of playing numbers that, you know, it's not that many tight ends. It's, you know, most people are playing in 12-man league. So I don't see why Njoku wouldn't be able to be rostered and started on somebody's team if you don't have one of the top, you know, the Kelsey, the Kittle, the Andrews, the Hawkinson, you know, 
in any of those guys. I don't, I don't, I don't, I won't be mad at it at somebody picking up, picking up Joku and starting. Him. Right. I, for David Njoku, uh, picking him up. Sure. But I, I'm more of the philosophy. I will only own one tight end. So unless it's my bye week I try to, but if you're a streaming tight end guy, then yeah, take a shot. Look at the matchups. If it's a weak defense, David Njoku is an athletic freak. Yeah. He, well, what people you've, well, you've heard everybody talk about Kyle Pitts, David Njoku is that. Now he doesn't always get fed the ball. He doesn't have the best quarterback. Doesn't have, uh, uh, doesn't have Mahomes thrown to him, but he can, he can score, man. He can do a lot. Last news or nothing I got for the week. Hunter Henry finally looked like the guy we thought he'd be when he came to New England. And he's worth rostering and playing in most formats. Same, like I said, same seats, man. Him, him, him and Jonu Smith both, they are worth just randomly starting on a random week. Like I said, if you're a tight end streamer guy, because there's just not that many great tight ends to play in the first place that that you can consistently depend on. So Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry, and Joku. I mean, you know, you can take a flyer on a lot of guys tight end wise, because like I said, it's just, you know, the supply is very low for the demand, you know. Right. So I actually disagree with that, with comparing him to Jody Smith. I don't think Jody Smith is, is worth anything. I don't think anybody should roster Jody Smith. I think if anything, Jody Smith proved to be the backup tight end, the number two tight end in that team. And I think Hunter Henry is worth playing. Uh, um, matchup dependent. Uh, take, take a lot into account. Hopefully you don't need a waiver wire tight end, but if you do, he's not a bad one to play. I think he has a ton of potential. Uh, a couple things just to mention. Bears defense looked good, and they looked like they're, they're the real deal against the Raiders. They've had some good performances, but it seems like they're finally really coming together. Uh, New England kickers are always a thing, and New England kickers – had a new England kicker had a great week again. So if you're looking for a ki- streaming a kicker, that's a great way to go. If you need quarterback help, I mean, I'd like to plug famous Jameis Winston one second here. So he has a <laughs> he had a great week this week, but all quarterbacks do against the Redskins. All of them do. Yes. But after that, he has a bye coming up. Then he has Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Atlanta. All three here are giving up a lot of passing touchdowns to, to opposing quarterbacks so if you need a quarterback famous Jameis is a guy not this week because again he's going to be on by this week after that he's a guy that's available in many leagues and a guy for you to roster all right brandon a lot of juicy matchups this week tom brady's got a hurt finger going into thursday night yeah you think he plays do you think it affects anybody's fantasy value definitely think he plays I think he play, plays and throws probably three touchdowns. Yes, easily. <laughs> yes, I was like, so it was like, no brainer. He definitely plays. Yes. All right. Hey, uh, you, you got any last minute advice going into week six? Man, we are, we are a good amount of way in there. Going to week six, man. Start to start to um, prep because look, these um, these bye weeks are coming in hot, man. So if you know if you're one of those guys that drafted a ton of players on the same bye week, you're going to be in trouble and you might be forced to drop somebody that you don't want to drop or another option could be just take the L on a, on a position that, 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 that's, that's usually the best option, especially if you have somebody you don't want to drop. You might just have to take the L on a running back slide, wide receiver slide, whatever tight end slide, whatever. If, if you didn't properly prepare, but if you have the space to drop, obviously 
make your moves. If, if you have to take an L on a position, I would recommend taking an L on defense. Defense, unless you have a monster defense that is consistently giving you points, which I don't think there are too many. There's no, there are no Seahawks defense this year, you know, from when the Legion of Boom was there. There's really not, and the, the Patriots defense a couple years ago, there's not, there isn't really one of those this year. So I would say just this chance your defense gives you negative points. So just take a, hey, my defense yeah, gave me, so, so just take my defense gave me zero this week. I'm, I'm a Browns fan, but Baker was said he was hurt. He looked awful last week. I played the Chargers defense to my leagues. I had negative eight points. I still won that league because I also played Mike Williams <laughs> in both those leagues. And Mike Williams yeah. went so ballistic that it made up for those eight points that I lost. But uh, if you have to do that, yeah, I would say take the L on defense. Just don't roster defense that week. But some advice I have going forward is don't be afraid to take two really good players, trade them for a great player. It frees up, frees you up a roster spot. And also any improvement you can get on any roster position going forward is going to help. So if maybe, maybe they have one good wide receiver maybe they have one great wide receiver and everything else is garbage. Maybe give them two really good ones and maybe they value that better because at this point they feel like they're really struggling wide receiver too. But if they had two really good wide receivers or you give them, you give them a really good wide receiver and an RB two for Deandre Hopkins, who's been struggling, but you know, he's got the potential to be that guy every single week. Uh, do it. This is, this is a good time to try to buy people that are down the AJ Brown's, the DeAndre Hopkins is the guys who value are sky high, but ha- have not been performing as well. It's a great time to start offering up some trades. Exactly. All right. That's all. That's all I got. Week six. Good luck. Fantasy freaking football podcast. We're out. Fantasy freaking football podcast. Yeah.